Are you bit are you corona that yet? Oh what? Are you all corona that? Dude, uh, you know I had um I had a little bit of uh, cold whatever it was like a week and a half ago, so I I stay in, you know, the whole time but I didn't have fever or short and breathing, you know what I mean? But I did have the, all the symptoms like sore throat and uh, headache, uh, runny nose and stuff like that, but fuck, who knows, you know? I yeah. don't get tested or anything, but I woke up, for sure. I woke up this morning with a runny nose. I started like panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You, you, you get one of the symptoms, you're like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was checking myself, you know, like doing the breathing test. You know, you hold the the, the breath like ten seconds inside, and if you cough, wait in those ten seconds, you're kind of fucked. But if you don't, you know, you're good. So I I was doing that test every like hour or so. Yeah, yeah, it is scary, scary times. I haven't. What's what's happening in? Um, we're recording, by the way. Um, yeah. What's uh, what what like South America? You don't hear much on the news and that. Well, how's it going in Argentina with all that? Argentina is actually, um, you know, it, I mean, people have different opinions, you know, and way to look at it. Thing, you know, some people still think it's just a flu, you know, it'll pass, which. It might be true, it might not, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, not a politician, and you know, I don't make a big choice, but the point is that Argentina basically is doing what China did, and they did it like a week later, um, it was declared a pandemic, mm-hmm. so basically the whole country shut down, they don't let you go outside, you know, if you, let's say, that last weekend was a, <clears throat> was a holiday over there, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people... Um, try to run into the beaches, you know what I mean? And then uh, a lot of people got thrown into jail, and then the ones got to the city, uh, to the beach cities, and then now re- returning back home, they don't let them go back home, and they either go into jail, or they just go back to the city where they come from, oh, in wow. their houses over there. So it's pretty strict, actually. Oh, well, yeah, they don't really say, you see, I, I guess I'm only focused on the what's going on here, then obviously I watch the British stuff as well, but I'm sure you're keeping, keeping eyes on... What's going on back there as well? Yeah, crazy times. What you've been doing during, and we'll get into it later. You know, with your current job and everything you do. Um, but yeah. What you've been doing in this downtime? Dude, you know, in the first couple of days, I got things to do around the house. You know, like organizing and you know doing a deep cleaning or whatever. But now I have honestly, I have nothing to do. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even have weights on the garage where I can you know do some exercise and. What now? And until yesterday, I think it was. Um, I was uh, the first week, you know, after I felt feel better. I was uh, I was just going out for an hour and a half mountain bike ride by myself, you know, not just getting with groups or anything like that. So I was doing that. But now they closed all the trails, you know. So basically, I have nothing to do. Yeah, it's crazy. Into crazy yeah, times. It's just um, crazy, you know. You just, you're just not used to it, you know. And then next thing you know, you're just going to bed at two in the morning, you know, because you don't have anything to do. So you just go in bed later and later because you still, you know, with the phone or with the watching TV or whatever and waking up at 10 in the morning, you know, feeling like a kid again, basically. It's like the first <laughs> the first time when we used to come to America where you didn't have much time. You didn't have, you, like, you either trained or you just sat around, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, basically. There's nothing basically, else to uh, do. Yeah, yeah, but I can't even train because, like I said, I don't have any equipment to train in the garage and I can't ride my bike and I don't have a road bike where I can go Right, you know, I don't own that road bike anymore, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty boring. You know, you live right, for the people that don't know, you live right by Sheep Hills, right? You had a little look down there? Yeah, well, yeah, um, I, I I was living there, um, we, you know, we sold that house, and now I'm living myself over here, but still, like, 10 minutes from Sheep Hill. I'm still in Victoria, but now I'm in Victorian Harbour, 
um, to whoever knows Costa Mesa, it's like five blocks, no, I mean like ten blocks from Sheep Hills, basically. Yeah, do you still go down there on the mountain bike and stuff? No, I mean, I went there, <clears throat> my nephew was over here uh, two weeks ago, and then uh, I took him over there just to see, you know, just to show him. He didn't even know what Sheep Hill was, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's go. Yeah, basically. And I was like, well, this was the mecca, you know. This is why you know, I move over here. Well, mm-hmm. part, of, part of the reason why I move over here, he, he just didn't give a fuck. But anyway, <laughs> I was there probably after, I don't know, three years. I haven't been there before last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Good times, good times. So we have some great, and we'll, again, we'll talk about all that stuff. We'll yeah. record this podcast. I guess, I know me and you have the same story at least twice a year, but the first time me and you met, should we chat about that on the on the gate? <laughs> uh, well, actually, me and you have a interaction, you know, because I, obviously I knew who you were from England, you know, uh, when you won the World Championship in Brighton. But yeah, I mean, um, in 2000, you know, when the World Championship was in Argentina, uh, you want me to tell a story? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I was, was in Argentina, and obviously I'm from Argentina, so I make the main, you know, long story short, I make the main, which it was a huge um, deal for, for, for an elite rider. You know, I was mm-hmm. the first one to ever make the main um, in a world championship main event um, on elite, you know, so it was a big deal. So anyway, I crossed the finish line on, on the semi, and, you know, remember how long that track was, yeah. and we were, we were trying to beat the... The night because they didn't have any lighting, so they were throwing, you know, the models and quarters and all that really quick. And um, I made the same, I really long track, and then you know, all the people on the finish line they just grabbed me and they, I couldn't even go to uh, do a recovery, which back then we were doing it already. Mm-hmm. Not with long seat posts, but we were doing our type of recovery, right? But anyway, and I remember not having any water, dude, and then um, so they called the main into the to the sliding gate, so we just go up there, and you were in one, right? Or I was in one? You was in one, I was in two. Okay, I was in one, and you were in two. And I was dying, dude. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> My mouth was dry like a fucking cardboard. <laughs> and I look at you, and you have a little bit of uh, water on the, you know, and you were basically going to just leave it there. And uh, I was like, in my English, broken English or whatever, you know, I didn't speak English back then, but I basically make you understand if you can give me a bottle of water and I can have a sip and you look at me and say no and then throw the water really far and I was like what the fuck oh man what an ass I was like okay this is not going to be good <laughs> but I mean and, that uh, main was was stacked so there was you in one I was in two Thunder was in three then I think like Jamie Staff um, Florent Boot Thomas and Christoph and obviously the yeah. guys were all on the outside and uh, yeah that was that was yeah. a t- tough main for anybody to make, and that was like I say that was the first time we raced, and like first you know that's when we first knew who you was. I'm like man, this guy's fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I mean, it was it was a long track, dude, and the pro section was even smaller than the amateur side. But yeah. we were going. Remember that? And uh, yeah, I think Thomas won from lane eight, or Christoph was in lane. No, Thomas won from lane eight. Yeah, yeah. Thomas from eight, because Thomas was the only guy that picked up for the first jump, so he. He picked up and then just took off. Uh, Christoph got second. Thunder was actually in third. I was in fourth, and Thunder slipped. I think going into the second turn, and I got round him. And um, okay. yeah, so I got third. So I was pretty pretty okay. st- pretty stuck with that. But like I say, just to make that main was really good. So you got fifth or sixth, right? I got fifth. Oh, Jason um, was in the main as well. 
Yeah, Richardson was yeah, Jason was in the main and he was actually in fifth mm-hmm. and then uh I caught him on the finish line. Oh you did. <laughs> yeah. Ah, still yeah, so it was, fifth, it was pretty good. I had a I had a good gauge, you know, because remember, I mean you guys came from, from America with the and you know, the gate over here it was really fast, right? Mm-hmm. So over there we didn't have that and it was basically just the, the you know, the weight of the gate that was dropping and all you guys were struggling and I remember my technique was like I don't know if you remember, it was a big light, it was like six lights or whatever. And I remember having the timing where I have to put my visor um, just only looking at the last light. And uh-huh. as soon as the last light come out, I go. And that's that's how I got good days all week. I didn't look at any other light, but my visor just was covered every other light and then leaving the last one. And that's how I... That's how I got the timing back then. I remember. Uh, it was it was a tough gate. I totally remember. I did. I started to get it during the race, but I remember in yeah practice, I was like, you know, I think a lot of people were was was sweating it. It was uh, it was it was tough, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people just never got it. Period. You know, a lot of, like I say there's a lot of American guys made it out for that one. What uh, right. you know, one thing I've I've never seen a video of the final. I don't think, and I've never seen any pictures. Do you ever see anything on on Argentina sites or anything? You know, it's funny. I, you know, I was gonna ask you the same thing. If you have any video of final, um, no, I never, I never. I think I did saw somewhere of the the main. You know what I mean? Because it was live on TV, so somebody might have it. But yeah, yeah, I don't have any footage of um, the main of the podium. Oh, nothing, nothing. So yeah, I, I wish, I wish I could have. Something. I know, you know, I got one newspaper clipping. It is from the final. It's, it's, you, you know, I have to try and dig it up. You might be in it. It is the, like the first jump or something. It's in black and white. It was in the newspaper, and I remember I, I bought the newspaper. I got it, and I anyway, I've got it in my, in my stash of things. But yeah, if anybody listening to this um, has got any footage or you know images or anything, let us know, man. Yeah. Like say, it's yeah. like one of the few worlds that's not really documented very, you know, very, very well much out there, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the, the one newspaper that you're referring to, I had it before, but uh, yeah, I don't think I have it anymore. My mom probably threw it away or something. Oh, you know, it got lost. You know, moving around and stuff. So, but yeah, I remember seeing that picture too from the newspaper in black and black and white, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember we did. I've got, I've got, I got Polaroid pictures of that weekend. I took pictures. Um, I did have pictures of that after party, and you're in some of the pictures. So we must have made up and become friends that night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, you were hanging out with Christian. Yes. I remember even uh, that because we we raced on a Saturday, I think, right? Yeah, we raced on Saturday, and I remember going to track for the race, you know. Um, and you, Christian, was driving. Mm-hmm. Or you were driving, I don't remember. Anyway, but we got, you know, in one light, and I was trying to be friendly, you know what I mean? You were fucking big time back then. Big time back then. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, so I was trying to be friendly with all you guys, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, what's up? You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Typical double A's, eh? Right, right. Good stuff. Yeah. That was a great trip. I remember I had a great time, you know. It was, uh, all of it was fun, you know, in the after party. I think there was even a fight with the locals. I think Mario Soto was there. Was you around? Can you remember all that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, somebody got in a fight. Yeah, it was it was a bunch of crazy stuff. You know, one of my friends. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but you should have a ticket to buy beer. You know, you have to pay, and then they give you a ticket. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of my buddies that he wasn't racing. He, he just went from my city to watch the race. He, uh, I guess he did, he just went into the bar and grabbed a bunch of tickets. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and then, like thirty minutes later, one of uh, 
uh, one of the security guys too came in, too came into the, the back room, and they were like, "You, you just got a bunch of tickets." Like, no, no way, no way. And then they pulled out the cameras, you know, and then he, there he was, you know, pulling the tickets. <laughs> right. So he got a, he got a paid all that, and then yeah, I remember the fight. Mario got in a fight or something. That was. I also remember, remember that um, Thomas and Andy Contes got an accident. The week, yes. That, yes. That week. Yeah, yeah, the GT car crash. One of the one of the higher cars. Um, yeah, they got banged up because yeah, they were they were even unsure that was that was gonna race, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, Andy Contest has like a broken nose or something. I remember because I I raced him on the motors. Yeah, now he did. He had bandages bandages on all all weekend long, you know. So yeah, it was a yeah, good yeah. trip though. I, I had a good time. It was good stuff. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit before we move forward because we really don't know much about your history before you came to the US. Obviously, racing in Argentina, you know. Obviously, you and Christian raced each other right since you're little kids. Um, give us like a little, um, you know, getting into it years, titles and stuff before you came to America. Yeah, well, I um, I started racing. I think I was uh, might have been eight or nine years old. I think I think eight. But anyway, you know, I did the. What everybody does, you know, just the local scene for a while, and then I started race national, and that's how you know me and Christian met probably very soon after I started racing national. But I think we started getting to that, uh, you know, racing each other when we were fourteen, fifteen, and um, he was racing his class. You know, we w- we would race each other the first couple national, or even the first national of Argentina, and then he would move up, you know, to the fifteen class, and now still racing on fourteen, but. I think very quickly after that, like when we were 15 and 16, Argentina started to do this class. There was like, it used to call like um, Super 20, uh-huh. you know, and it was a 15 and up. So anybody they wanted to race, they would race. And that's how we, we started to race each other. And then, um, so yeah, I got, in, in, I think I was a 2015 Argentinian champion. Um, in my class, and he won. He won a lot of titles. Uh, you know, it was cruisers and twenty inch and all that. Um, and then uh, the first time, my world, my first world championship was actually in Michigan in '94. Oh, you was there? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a picture with Walman. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I was in one side. Walman was in the middle, and then Christian was on the other side. And I remember Walman having a, a tongue piercing. You know, and right. he was sticking out his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and we got a picture with him. I got an autograph with Gary Ellis, and I think Danny and I some. You know, I had a backpack full of autograph of you know all these guys that I used to see in the magazine. So That's cool. that was my yeah, that was my first world championship, which is pretty cool. How did you do? Uh, I think I cut you the quarters, but uh, you know, to be honest with you, back then I was more worried about eating. Uh, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, <laughs> and then just buying a fucking brand new bike. <laughs> I didn't really care about, I mean, I did care about the races, you know what I mean? But I was so, you know, so amazed of watching all the pros. And, you know, we coming, I was coming from a, from a national where there was like, I don't know, a hundred models. And then they throw me into Michigan with, I don't know how many models there were, but people from everywhere, you know, all the pros were there, all mm-hmm. the factories, trucks, you know what I mean? So it was... It was a big shock, so I was like super, you know, uh, into that more than the race itself. You know what I mean? What class was you then? Then, yeah, uh, I gotta be, I think fifteen X. So like any Lee, somebody like Robert DeWild type thing. You no, know, he's young, he's older than me, so that's, 
I mean, you know who won? Because um, we raised the world, the world champion, the AVA, the Falls, you know. The oh, yeah, I was at the, the Falls as well. Yeah. <laughs> in Ohio, we so, did two laps, right? Right, right, right. So we raised that, and actually, Andy Contest won. Okay, Contest. Yeah, so that was my class. Andy Contest was my class. Okay, so he'd have been on Andy Contest on Horror probably that 94. Right, right, yeah, with the monocoque, which you look at. I mean, I remember looking at him, and I was like, what the fuck? You're just going to. You didn't know if he was going to go forward flying, you know what I mean? He, right. he looks so bro. Yeah, Contest was fast, man. He was definitely a good rider. Um, yeah. So did that bad. give you the, like, oh, man, I want to come back and race, you know, in a couple of years when I'm a little bit older? For sure, yeah, yeah. That that gave me the idea. Like I said, you know, all back then, it wasn't a, it wasn't a national teams. You know, everybody was with the factory uniform, so everybody was looking pro, you know what I mean? So I was like... I definitely want to be one of these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Just want to want to be racing for for one factory team. So yeah, that that got me basically thinking I want to be here one day, you know. Was it like so, any Argentina pros before you and Christian that you guys used to look up to, or like like role models, or it's just guys in the magazines and stuff? No, just guys in the magazine. I mean, there were some guys, um, but not from Argentina. I remember. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. His last name was Rojas. Daniel Rojas. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Ro- yeah, yeah. He was Remember fast him? as hell. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Rojas. Yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. Chilling. And then he uh, he went to the f- my first national, which it was held in the Christian city. And then I don't know. He wasn't racing, but I think they did like a race show after the the, the national, and then they throw him in the race and. I would look at this guy, and he was fast, and he was picking up from every jump, pedaling everything, mm-hmm. and he was the one that kind of started to come to, you know, uh, international scene, you know what I mean? Yes. So I was looking at him for a little bit, you know Yeah, I mean? no, he came to a lot of world championships, and I don't know if you ever listened to the Eric Carter podcast, he's got a good story about, and they battled a couple of years in a row, and um, I think Roas won a couple of times, I think he won Cruiser in the early 90s, and... Yeah, he was a good guy. Always in the mains at the Worlds, you know? So Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. Sp- it looked like sure. he spun. Like, if you watch old videos, it looked like he was really spinning, you know, but strong, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was technical. I don't, I just, you know, now that we're talking about that, I have pictures still in my head, you know, 40, 30, whatever years later, picking up jumps that you, it was like, blow my mind back then, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did, did you obviously went back, did a couple more years racing, and then like, okay, then when, when did you realize it was the... The time to make the move to the U.S. and you know how did you how did you plan that? Well, that was '94, and uh, so I, I did '94 the Michigan World Championship, and then the '95 I went to Colombia. Um, how'd you do that? I crashed in the semi, and by then I think it was either class. No, it wasn't. It wasn't junior yet. It was um, it was still class. So it was 15 or no, it was 16, 16x. And then, so I went to Colombia, didn't make the main, I crashed in the semi, and then the same thing in England, the year after, where you won. Um, but you were still, made, you were still so junior men in England, right? I was junior there. I was junior there, and then crashing, I crashed with Mario Soto in the semi, on uh, that race. Oh, uh, you did? I just yeah, saw we both crashed. Some guy, uh, a guy called Neil Phillips, not some guy, but a photographer from the 90s called Neil Phillips, uh, used to shoot all the European and British races. I'll, 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 I saw a picture of Mario. He's just been posting a bunch of stuff from Brighton. I'll, I'll send you to the the Instagram. And I did see a few pictures of Mario because he's got spin wheels on, right? Right. Yeah. You might be in some of those pictures then if he was racing with Mario. I've seen a few of him, you know. So. Yeah. 
Send it to me. I want to see it because yeah, I think me and Mario we raised the quarterfinals and then the semifinals. Yeah, you might be in some of those pictures then. I did do. I did see one of Christian because Christian was in the moto with Jamie Staff, and you know Christian. I told me before, you know, he had jeans on, and I knew Christian was at that race because he was fast. right. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he was going really fast on elite. Um, yeah, yeah, he beat Jamie, I think, in all the motos. I'm yeah, like, he made the semi, and then he crashed with somebody. Uh, yeah, there was a big crash in our semi. It was uh, Romero. Basically, Romero got out the gate really good in eight and cut over really quick. And I think he took out uh, Nelson, Christian, um, somebody else crashed anyway. And yeah, so that really helped me out because I didn't get out the gate in that mate in that semi. So um, but yeah, I remember Christian right. was in there, and, and he had like he had like um, cargo pants on or something. Didn't take yeah, cargo yeah. pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I remember, yeah, and I was riding the same thing with car not cargo, but yeah, kind of same. I think you are in them pictures then, because I've seen quite a few Argentina shirts in in all that uh, bright yeah, stuff. So. That's exactly that's the first world championship. I think that it was uh, a switch from you know super super twenty or super I can't remember super class, super class to uh, yeah. yeah to and went full on UCI and there was junior elite type of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. So what happened after Brighton? Obviously, you went back a few more years, right? Well, till went back. Yeah, what year was that? Ninety six. Ninety six. Right? Yeah. yeah. Ninety six. So yeah, went back. We did ninety um, seven. I didn't go to Canada. Um, and when when Christian and Ezekiel, remember Ezekiel um, from Argentina? They came to Canada and they all came back saying like how fast you guys were and how big. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like. Shit, you know, these guys are going really quick. So, um, but anyway, I think that's when Ezekiel and Christian started to talk about coming over here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and that was 97, 98, we went to, uh, Australia, the world championship. But yeah. in between that, all these years, we never came over here to race national, at least not me. I think Christian and Ezekiel did some races. I think they did the ABA grants and, I think the NBL runs, but uh, even the beautiful men came over here a couple of times. But I never did that. I just, you know, I was going to the World Championships. And um, so I did the 98 World Australia World Championship, which it was the first time the Argentina did a national team. And uh, I was in a Christian. Um, Gabriela was there in that team. And then this other guy that you probably don't know, um, Emmanuel and a and it's a kill. It's a kill. I always knew Manuel Lopez because he always used to win, didn't he? His class. Right, but he was younger. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, was he had a rat tail, didn't he? Didn't he have like a rat tail helmet or something? Yeah. Like yeah, a mullet, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then '98, '99 was France, right? I didn't go to that one either. '99 France, yeah, and then right, and then 2000. That's when. Um, I decided I was going to raise Argentina. I was going to work over there, save money, you know, because I was living at home, save money. And then after the World Championship in Argentina, I was going to just come over here and, and see what's going on. And, and that's basically what I did. I just, and then it was a big boost because obviously I made the main and that was, that gave me confidence, you know what I mean? That I, I could do it. So now, let's um, say that was the first time you raced with everybody. So do you like going through the motors and stuff? You're like, you know what? I think I can do good here. You know, it's funny because the week before we raced, um, you know, there used to be the pre-war championship. Remember those races? Yeah. And I don't think you raised it, but it was a different race. But uh, but going into that race, I remember Tomas and Christoph and I can't remember who else was practicing over there. And I was pulling them. Right. <laughs> I was because of the gate. 
we all talk, you know, we're going back to the same problem. You know, all these guys, all you guys came from here yes. with the fast gate and we used to have that slow gate. And, yes. you know, we used to be, you should be used to that. Mm-hmm. So I was pulling Christoph, remember? And I was like, what the fuck? That's Christoph. <laughs> and I'm pulling this guy, you know what I mean? So I kind of built up on that going into the world championships. And uh, just on the models, yeah, I was feeling good and I was getting good gaze and, yeah, and, and, and just feeling good, you know? Yeah, now I think there's the same scenario when the Americans came to Europe as well. We're the same like you guys, very versatile, because every weekend in, in Europe the gate was different. Most of the time it it was slow because we never had the, the, the hydraulic pin, whatever it was called. Um, yeah. So when the Americans came over, it was always tough for a lot of the Americans to, to get out the gate. And uh, so you always had that, um, yeah, always had that confidence in your back pocket. I'm sure it's the same for you, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, you were going to nationals in Argentina, and then one national, I don't know, the gate should be like, the noises should be like, and then it goes, you know. I love and then the, the next one, you should be like, five lights and, you know, different timings. Yeah. So, it, you know, you have to adapt. So, that, yeah, that was definitely a plus for us. Really. Yeah, I think so. And I think in the long run, it really helped all of us, probably you guys as well, you know, because you, like I say, when you go to strange world championships, you could learn to adapt to to that where the Americans are only used to an NBL gate or a, a ABA, you know, so right. um, yeah. I think that was uh, always, always good. So after Argentina, so you, you, you was say going into that race and after that, just riding with them guys, you're like, okay, I can, I can do good. I can do good. Yeah. And I think, I think it was, you know how it is, you know, it's same thing now is it was same thing back then. I was like, okay, I need a, I need to get through the semis, you know, cause mm-hmm. I was going through the models and I got to the quarters and I, you know, I, I don't remember, but I was like second, third, and then I got you the same ones, and I was like, fuck, I need to get you these, you know, because the same ones always get in your head, right? You know, yeah. especially in the World Championship. So, and then I went through the same, and then I was in the main. If I would have got some water, I'd probably do better. <laughs> you might have won. <laughs> <laughs> probably no. No, but then, you know, I was, before I, we were talking about the World Championship, and, um, like I said, I remember getting really good gates all day long, you know, and being pulled down the first straight. And then on the on the main event, I screwed up a little bit. I think that the excitement and, you know, everything. I think I settled, too, you know what I mean? It was yeah, my first, yeah. My first main event, elite, you know, I was I was happy with that. I wanted to, I wanted to do better, but I think I settled, you know? Yeah, And no, I screwed I up on the gate, and, yeah, and I ended up getting fifth, which is okay for back then, but, uh, but yeah. Looking back, yeah. yeah. And you'd probably, because that was when we were all, I clicked in just before that race, like, you know, literally probably like a month before or something. I think some guys were still on flats, so you might have still been on flats, right? No, no, no. I did the same thing that you did. I think I clicked in probably no more than a month before that. I right. Think, I remember the first time I clicked in, I went to the track and I looked, like, right off the back. I just looked my bike. My bike. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that was the first race. Uh, that was actually the first race on clips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was the same for a lot of guys. I think I know, Thomas might have been still on flats, Christoph. I know the Wild was still on flats, and he was reigning world champion from the year before. And yeah, uh, yeah he, because I remember racing him in the quarter, and he didn't make it. And I'm like, man, that's pretty, like everyone's on clips, and he's defending the title, and he's still got flats on, you know. I always thought about thought about that for Robert. Um, I think uh, I think the only one on flat pedals on that man was Christoph. I think everybody else was on flat on on clips. Could have because he really didn't want to do it. Yeah. No, no, no. When I moved over here, you know, two thousand, then we raced. I don't know a couple of races, but I remember that Christmas of two thousand, two thousand and yeah, the end of two thousand. He was um, 
he would put the flaps on and then go back to the room, change your clips, and then raise one more on clips, and then go back to flat pedals. You know, he couldn't decide what to do, I don't think. Yeah, he really, he really didn't want to do it. Like, for me, I'm like, I knew it would help me. I'm like, I'm definitely doing it. Like, this is this is good for me. But he, yeah, he, he didn't want to do it. So, um, yeah. I think he yeah. waited. Um, okay, so then you went and packed your bags and then came to America, right? Basically, that's what I did. I met, um, I met this guy from Venezuela at the World Championships. And literally, we, talk, we spoke for like five minutes. And he was, he was telling me that he lived in Miami. So I asked him, well, you know, I told my story, well, I'm, I'm, I want to go over there, you know, and, uh, but I don't know anybody, and I couldn't really afford to come over here in California right off the bat, you know what I mean? So, and I don't know, I was a little scared because of the language, and I didn't know anybody. Christian was here, but he was already living with Mario, so he didn't have room on his place. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, back then there was no Instagram, no Facebook, nothing to be linked up. You know, now everybody knows everybody. You know, if you don't know somebody, you just send a message on Instagram and you become friend instantly, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I couldn't link up with you or with somebody that have a house or anything like that. So anyway, I, uh, I met this guy from Venezuela in Argentina on the World Championship and he just basically told me his name and he gave me his phone number from Miami. And that was it. So, um, so yeah, I took basically I took an airplane to Miami with my clothes and a bicycle on, on a bag, and then when I showed up to the airport, I called him out of the blue. You know, so it was like five five thirty in the morning, and I called him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, I'm here. You know, and I, I'm gonna I'm coming I'm coming to America to race BMX. Can you pick me up?" That's <laughs> classic. Uh, now, was Alejandro already here, or you guys came together? Uh, I came by myself, and he was still in Argentina. Alejandro came the year later, 2001. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, this guy from Venezuela, it was, this is like, literally, this was like, I don't know, six in the morning after, you know, you you clear custom and all that, and you're outside with your back. So I called him, and he came and picked me up at 10 in the morning. So I was sitting up there for, <laughs> you know, for, for hours, dude. <laughs> right. So he picked me up, and uh, yeah, we went to his house and hang out there for a minute. And um, that day I rented a room somewhere and and that was it. I started from there, you know. So, I, I, I remember telling him, the only thing I want is just, uh, I don't care where I live, it's just I don't have a car, so I have to live close to the to the track. So he's like, okay, let's find a house that, you know, has a room close to the close to the track so you, I could ride my bike over there. Right. And, you know, Khan's just sent me a bunch of questions to ask you as well because like you and Khan, I mean, Khan's, yeah, is deep in your history and he's sent me some but, things that some to ask. He says, tell us a little bit about your first car, VW, right? <laughs> yeah. We got a, um, but back then was, a, I mean, by then it was already 2001, I think, and uh, I was dating this chick from Argentina. It was my girlfriend. You met her, I think. Yeah, she's on some of those pictures, right? She was at the Worlds, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, you're right. She was at the World Championship. So anyway, she came over here, and then um, we were living in Miami, um, and we just bought these gay ass BW, you know, <laughs> com- convertible with white top, and I was so proud of it. Dude, you know? <laughs> I would put the top down and then just drive a salvage like I had a Ferrari, you know. Just look <laughs> so yeah, it, it was, and I, I think we paid fifteen hundred bucks the very first day that we pulled him out of the, the the dealership or whatever you want to call it. We bought it from. Um, we were going up the bridge, you know, in salvage, and then the clutch broke like halfway up. So literally the first day we were driving it, so we just gotta roll down the hill and then park it and 
get towed back to our place, you know. It was very, yeah, funny. So, and and yeah, then but, how long, like, so how many, I don't, I don't, you know, I've been to Miami a few times, but never really, I think I've been to one track down there. So how was uh, the scene down there? Like for racing? You know, it was, it was good to, um, hang on, try to, try to. It wasn't, there was, uh, when I got to Miami, uh, the track was beat up. And uh, the very first weekend that I got to Miami, Tom Ritz, um, he would come. I didn't know who Tom Ritz was. I didn't know anything about him. But um, he was coming in the next following weeks, sent by the NBL to change the track, right? Mm-hmm. So the track was beat up, and then he changed it. And he uh, back then, he did a really, really nice job with that track. It was awesome. It had a long rhythm section, you know, nice. Nice for a straight, so I was stuck with the track. But as far as pros, there was nobody over there. You know, I was I was basically the fastest guy. Everybody was kind of like you know impressed that somebody was going quick. No, no other no other guys or nothing. So it wasn't it wasn't good for training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then you made but, your way up to Orlando, right? That, yeah, but that was that was in two thousand and uh, that was after two thousand one when I won the. Um, I did the whole season for in April, and I won that championship in 2001 in NBL, and then I went up to Orlando in 2003, I think it was. So, Carnes yeah. was telling me, he says, I've got to ask you about uh, riding with grocery bags, and um, <coughs> yeah, those first, uh, just when you got to uh, Orlando, and you know, you, you, you guess you didn't, have, you didn't have a car there, or you just kind of rode everywhere? Well, that was that was actually Miami. Okay, that was in a, Miami. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have a Miami, so yeah, that's when I was doing that. Um, just riding, yeah, basically going to the stores, you know, because I didn't have a car, so I just would buy grocery stores and then put it on the end of the bar, you know what I mean? And I remember one time, I mean, this is probably what he's referring to, um, coming back to the grocery stores, and then the bag broke, right? <laughs> so I have to hide all the groceries, you know, next to the tree. Go back to the house, get a you know get a traveling bag. Go back to that tree that I put the stuff, put it in the bag, and then go back home and you know little things like that. Yeah, and, and so cool. funny, you know. Yeah, that's real dedication, man. That's uh, good. So Florida, you know, even now I think Florida still have a good state season. So was you making enough money? And uh, you know, I guess maybe when you went up to Orlando, there's probably a bit more competition and stuff as well, right? Right. When you moved to Orlando, it was uh, it was better because. Um, there were more guys with Spanky was there, um, you know, Simar Duarte, you know, the Brazilian crew was there, so they were quick, so there were more people to ride with, but also, like you were saying, you know, the, the state series, uh, Orlando is more central, so it was closer, you know, to do all the races, and then, yes, the, the state series was pretty good, because you had, back then, you had Eric Abadesa, Tomko, Percy, you know, um, mm-hmm. myself, you know, and then the Spanky, and Randall Lee was racing too, so there there were quite a few of uh, you know guys going quick on those on those races, and you were probably you know you, we we should have semis, so I think it was between five to seven hundred bucks for the win each day. So oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, it was good money. It was a good way to you know. And then back then I used to do the big A's, which I don't I don't think you did, it, but it was a when the NBL used to have races that they weren't pro series, they used to do the pro open and they used to call big A. Okay, I remember now, yes, yes, I totally yeah. remember that, yeah. So so I was doing that and that was another, you know, five to seven hundred bucks a win, depending on how many guys they were doing it. So yeah, you back then you could you could probably, you know, um, make some money and sustain yourself by doing those two 
series and you know the AVAs and all the other races, but uh, racing those when there wasn't a pro series race. Mm-hmm. So what was the plan already then in place to get to California, or you was kind of happy what was going on and where you was, or you wanted to get out west? No, that was California was always the goal. Uh, you know, looking at the magazines and you know hearing about Sheep Hills and hearing about you guys getting on the afternoon HV, you know, to do gates and all mm-hmm. the stuff. So definitely was the goal California, but um, I didn't feel like I had the money, you know, to move. And then I had my girlfriend at the time too, so it was kind of like not holding me back, but you know, it, it was more complicated to do it so anyway long story short her and I break up she went back to Argentina and then that's when I decided I was like okay screw it I'm just gonna go across the country so I load up whatever I had in my truck and um that was 2003 the end of 2003 so yeah I load up my truck I didn't have any money by the way I was you know literally poor maybe a hundred bucks in my account and wow. um yeah, so, but with that, I got to the race, which it was a race in Tallahassee, one of those steep pay series, uh-huh. and I was talking to one man, and he's like, well, come over here, I charge you whatever you buy over there in, in Florida, and then you can stay with me, and I think, I think I was paying 300 bucks in Orlando, uh, so I was like, look, this is what I pay right now, I pay 300 bucks, and I can't remember where we linked up, but it might have been a race somewhere you know i don't think i didn't have a cell phone number so i don't think he called me um but anyway so we he and he he offered that so we i agree i was like okay i'm gonna do it and i think christian has something to do too he probably linked me up with wildman you know mm-hmm. um so um so i did that so anyway i didn't have any money but there was a race uh that weekend in tallahassee a state race so i was like okay i have to get i have to double I have to get first and second so I can make it across the country with gas. Wow. Make it. <laughs> yeah. So I drove to uh, Tallahassee to race, and then the entry fees were covered by, um, what was the name of this company? Um, the one that Wildman read for as well. Was it Bully? Uh, what were you guys wore, Red? Was it the uh, no, that was Intruder? Intruder? Intruder, yeah. No, no, I wasn't, I wasn't with them anymore. Um, what was the Chromoly frame... I think it was Bully. No? Really? I know Wildman wrote for Bully. Was it Bully? No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he wrote for Bully in the early 90s, probably. No, Dingo. Dingo. Oh, Dingo, right. Yeah. Dingo, Dingo, Dingo. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> the, he was. Uh, he just bought that company. This was a cop. So he bought that company, right. and he got me on board. You know, he gave me a frame, and he's like, well, I, can, I can't afford entry fees. So I was like, okay. You know, I didn't have anything. So he paid for the entry fees to raise in Tallahassee. So I told him, like, look, I'm moving to California. If you can still support me, cool. If not, I'm moving anyways. And he's like, well, I'm not, I can't do anything West Coast. So, you know, I paid for your entry fees to race in Tallahassee. And then that's it. You just go your way. And I go, my house. Like, okay, cool. Anyway, so I raced Saturday and I think I got second. And, oh, I double. I'm out of double. No, I, I got first and second. I, I got second behind Percy, which was, you know, they got to be at the stage series. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I got second on Saturday, and then I won on Sunday, May 900 bucks over the weekend, and then that's how I came across the country with, you know, the money for the gas, and then paid the first month rent at one month. <laughs> oh, so cool. So what was your thoughts then on getting to California, kind of meeting everybody? It's like, was it uh, everything that you had imagined? Dude, I was so excited to do that, <laughs> you know, I think. 
I think I made the trip in 48, 40 hours. I think that's what it was. That's I, quick I, from Florida, yeah. yeah. Huh? That's quick from Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was already in Tallahassee, so, at the, you know, at the end of Florida. But, yeah, it's still far, so I have to... So, yeah, I think I made it in 10 hours. So I came, you know, I went across the country as fast as I could. <laughs> um, I think I showed up at Walmans on Wednesday morning. Um, and super excited, just drinking Red Bull like it was water because I didn't want to sleep, you know. Right. So I, just want, I wanted to drive across the country as fast as I could. So I got to Walmans at Wednesday in the morning and I called Christian and then Christian... Uh, came to Wyoming and then we actually the, the very first day I came I went and meet you. We oh. went to write yeah you you probably don't know but yeah we went to write in HB and that's how um, that was the first day and I was like this is the fucking dream. You know? <laughs> I mean this the same is... for us when we first came we we got the same you know same same feeling same you know you want to go to orange you want to go to sheep you know yeah you want to do everything the first day right so yeah. I was, dude I didn't even have a mattress the first oh my god. It's <laughs> I didn't even have a mattress. Um, you know, the first night I think I don't think I have a mattress. So I I, I got to Wamans, you know, and the time the Christian came to pick me up, I think I just lay on the carpet, you know, for like ten, fifteen minutes I was blowing up. But right. yeah, and they picked me up and then we went to H B and I know that you were there, Christian was there, but somebody else probably was there. I can't remember who else it was, but yeah, it was Yeah. Well man pretty... said he said when you showed up he said all you had was a zebra blanket and uh, a shitty, yeah. a shitty box uh, like TV covered with B- like a, with BMX stickers and a lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I had. That TV, I think all those stickers. Um, they, that year or something, you know, I went to the bike show and everybody that would give me a sticker, I would pick it up. And then I, <laughs> and then I put it on. Uh, I put it on the TV. So yeah, I was, I was pretty funny, man. Yeah, oh, I had a lava lamp, you know. Try to try to make the room kind of looking sexy, but probably wasn't. <laughs> right. So, who else was at the one Wildman's house? Was always a never-ending door of roommates, people coming and going. Who was living there at the start? Then, when you was uh, over there, you know, when I got there, who was there? Yeah, you're right. I mean, fuck. When I think I stayed there for three years, three or four years. Um, so I I was there for a long time, and I saw so many people <laughs> coming in and out, so much drama sometimes. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, but when I got there, I think Damien, remember Damien? The oh, yeah, guy. Lopez, yeah, yeah, he was fast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he was there with his brother. Right, the Lopez brothers, yeah. Yeah, the room next to me. And across the room, I think Robin, uh, woman ex-girlfriend, you know, at the time, I think she was using that room to, she was, she was, call herself an artist, you know, so she was painting <laughs> bullshit and shit. <laughs> So she was using that room to, you know, get creative. You know? <laughs> the creative room. <laughs> the creation room. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's who was living at the time. But then, yeah, the, the Lopez move out and Barry Spinner move in and uh, for a while. And then Ricky Rat move in. And then, and then even Alice Young move in at one, <laughs> at one point. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, yeah. And so Wild Man's good. house is always people coming and going as well, wasn't they? I mean, we cruise over a lot, and it's always all the time, dude, all the time. I will, I will be sleeping. You know, I was trying to train or whatever, and I will be sleeping, and then at three in the morning, the music will wake me up, <laughs> and I and I will get out of my room, and then Ricky Rat's drinking beer, you know, in the living right. room. <laughs> 
So what about what about racing? You, you, you raced a pro a little bit still then, or did you? When did you go double A? Well, because that was that was two thousand three, going two thousand four. So when I moved back, I mean, when I moved to here, I was double A, right? Because I was double A after I won the two thousand one championship. Yeah, I was double A two thousand two, and then I broke my elbow. Mikey, you know, thanks to Mike, I tried to cut him off. Actually, I tried to cut him off in in Prunedale and uh, in a semifinal, and uh, and yeah, he made me a shit, broke my shit, and then went back to Argentina for a year. Oh, I didn't so, know, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I to you know to uh, surgery and all that, that was two thousand, the whole two thousand, almost two thousand, the whole the almost whole two thousand three. So I came back. I can't remember the year, the the month, but race. Double A some more, and this is in Florida still. So I'm going back now. This is in Florida. So when I decided to move to California, I was double A, but I remember showing up on Del Mar. That was the first race, Del Mar. Um, with the Dingo frame, right? Super heavy. I was I wasn't in shape of double A. So anyway, um, I crashed on the, on motors or something. I think Donnie cut me off. So I crashed <laughs> motors, uh, and then I went back to almonds, you know, and thinking about life and what the fuck I was going to do with no money, you know, and the dream was looking really, you know, really bad by then, so I was like, well, it's probably a good idea if I go back to April, you know, mm-hmm. try to make some money, and then, you know, go back to double A again at the end of 2004. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, basically, I raced 2004 again in uh, April, which... Back then it was Augusto. You remember Augusto? Uh, yeah. You yeah, two Augusto. battled. That's when there's like five grand for number one, right? You two battled, right. didn't you? Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. And that's when Augusto came was... to the scene, which he lived with you. Yes, yes, exactly. You guys battled though in the NBL. I totally remember. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, we battled the whole year. Actually, I will... it was a, it was a, you know, copy picture every race. I will get the whole shot. All the way into the last corner, and then the motherfucker will pass me at the finish. Line. I remember Every he had long legs, didn't he? He was good in the long, deep uh, jumps, wasn't he? It's like, kind of like Thomas, you know? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, we did that all year, 2004. He he won that title. I think I got second. Um, and then, I think, um, yeah, and then we, we go again. You know, I will, you know, after the NBL, I will still do him some ABAs, but and then, as a single A, and then ABA caught him down. At the Del Mar race, mm-hmm. and then I showed up, you know, tried to race um, April. I was like, I'm gonna make some more money before I have to, you know, go to double A. So I showed up and tried to sign up as a as a single A, and they were like, No, uh-uh, you have to go race double A because you <laughs> got top three in the NBL title, single A. So, and that was a year that that track was muddy. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. It was a soft. You had to run the fires, wasn't it? Around that kind of that time. Right, right, right. So I was, I was stressing, you know. I was, it's gonna, it was gonna be the the first time back in double A. So I was like, okay, whatever, whatever happened. But anyway, I ended up making the main and almost winning the main. Uh, Jason was winning. Jason Richardson was, was winning. I tried to pass him from the outside into the last corner, and I went backwards. And Mikey ended up passing me too, um, but I got third on that yeah, main. Good, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I make the main on Sunday too. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm ready, you know. And I remember now. I that's when I'm like, man, like I remember now, first time around, the second time around in Double A, like you was really good straight away. Like, wow, like have you really stepped it up this time, you know? 
Right, right, right. The first time, yeah, it was a struggle. I made some mains, I think, in Florida and open mains, but it was a struggle, yeah, in double day in 2002, and I ended up breaking my elbow in Prundo. Um, but the second time around in 2000, that would have, yeah, the end of 2004 into 2005, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was good, yeah. Yeah, real going back to Augusto Castro real quick, um, he ended up being a celebrity, didn't he? I mean, I haven't looked for a while, but last time I looked on his Instagram, um, super nice guy. He stayed with me a bunch of times. Always, I always remember he, he would he would make fish and leave the head on it. He'd like frying a fish <laughs> yeah. or thing, and he'd leave like, man, you got to chop the head off or something. You know, he's just a good guy, you know. But he had so many different fun things, you know. For me, like I was like tripping on some of the things he did, you know. But um, anyway, did he become like a celebrity, right? Yeah, he did. A, he did one of those. Uh, reality shows where you know they gotta survive and the jungle and stuff like that and I think I, I'm not sure but probably he won or he was one of the top guys um, yeah so he just became like a big time over there and opened up a um, couple of gyms you know uh, not even in only his city but uh, other cities and for what I heard and see you know I talked to him over the summer a little mm-hmm. bit last summer didn't get much into it details and you know he because he got married so i was just giving him a hard time you know don't do it and stuff like that but uh (laughs) (laughs) so we talked a little bit but that wasn't much but yeah i know that he's doing really well from what i heard but he was already uh well off before you know he was doing this so he became uh, when crossfit came in he became good at that didn't he i mean i said i need to look at his instagram and look for a while but i remember seeing he was like good at that as well and it was all six packed out and that you know yeah, yeah, he's still really active and all that. Yeah, he, he got into the CrossFit. I remember after he quit, well, not quit, but, you know, he took a little slow time or time off, and then he came back to and stayed with me, and we went together to see uh, what was like CrossFit. And I remember going with him and talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I want to do this in Colombia. So he was having that thought in mind, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it was like, it was, I think it was right after Beijing in 2008, so what, sometime. Right, yeah, super nice guy. So, did Wild, when did Wildman put you on SE? Was there anybody else before that, or? Uh, no, I think he, no, 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 he was, uh, he was the only one on SE. You know, he got on that job as a manager, but I can't remember why it was. I think it was way before me, so I don't know. But anyway, um, I was living with him, and uh, me and my wife, you know, uh, girlfriend at the time, we decided to uh, move in together. Um, so I move out with her, and then we move in together. And, and then me and Juan, you know, he, I, I contact him because I was racing for Avent. Remember Avent? Uh, okay, now, nah, yes, I totally remember now, yes. Yeah. So I was racing for Avent, and um, uh, so I called him. He's like, look, I, you know, Avent is dropping me. Do you, you have anything? He's like, yeah, I'd like to do it. So uh, he picked me up for the season of 2006. That was 2006. Okay. Um, I did the whole 2005 with Avon. As I say, I was, I was kind of coming out of double A, as you were, like saying, getting really good. So after that Del Mar race, SC, and how did you do? And you was making the mains all the time after that, pretty much, right? Yeah, I was making a lot of mains. I didn't win a lot. Um, actually, didn't win until 2006 and the World Championship. Um, I think I won a couple of Pro Opens, you know? Mm-hmm. But idea, yeah, I was making mains. I was making mains, getting top three, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, and I was feeling, you know, more confident as I, as I went. So, 
yeah, 2006 was was the, the very first year where I, you know, I did really good. Well, let's talk about the Worlds again then. So, obviously, you're uh, the, the 2006 World Championships are in Brazil. You go down early um, and do the pre-race. So, tell us a little bit about that, you know, winning the pre-race and then, you know, obviously going into the Worlds that week, you know, your mindset and everything because, um, yeah, you've got a really cool story on all that. Yeah, it's funny because uh, going over there, I, I felt good, you know, going that year, it started really good and um, we raised in Pittsburgh, the, you know, two or three weekends before and, and I was pulling. Uh, I remember winning the main and some I did something stupid and Randy passed me and I ended up second or third. I can't remember exactly, but I made, back then, remember the, the UCIE came with Elite and then we used to be double day, right? So there used to be two races per day, two big ones, you know, you race double A, double A pro, and then you race the elite race. Oh, which yeah, is, you're right, yeah, yeah. It was a point for the UCI, so we used to do that, so we had like four chances to make money, good money, um, so I was racing all of them. Um, so anyway, the point is that that, that weekend on Pittsburgh, I made all four mains, and before that, we were racing, I can't remember the weekends, but I remember some weekends, like, uh, Puerto Rico and I did really well over there as well but um, but anyway after Pittsburgh I was like okay you know I, I'm, I'm ready uh, I wanted to have all that I think thinking looking you know thinking back I remember thinking all I have to get myself a chance to be in the main and see how it goes you know mm-hmm. but um, but taking the flight over there I can't remember I was reading something uh, about you that you were an interview or something saying that you felt it, you know, that you felt something that you could do it. And I remember feeling the same thing. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is it. You know, I wanted to win this thing. It's all about me. I'm doing good. Um, uh, and I remember thinking that, but I can't remember which, which interview do you do? Um, I think it was a magazine. Yeah. It must've been. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but uh, but yeah, no, and then we we raised a pre-war, and I won that race. Um, Mark Webber, no, Mark Webber, Mark Webber, Mark Webber was an F one. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Webber. Yeah. Uh, Mark Willis. Mark Willis right. wasn't that man. He got second. He was just getting into the scene. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, I won that 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 pre-war championship, and then um. And then we went into the you know the weekend after, uh, and then yeah I felt I felt really good the whole day I was winning everything I think I only lost uh, two laps one moto, and then the semi everything else I won, um, and then on the semi again you know you get a little nervous I got a back gate and uh, I was dead last literally dead last and then all I can think just. Just basically doing the second straight, like you're doing the trails, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. being like, fuck, what the fuck? This is fucked. I'm fucked up. And then all of a sudden, I think Mikey went under Kyle, and then Kyle, Christian, um, Jimenez, and somebody else crashed. I can't remember who it was, but basically the, the track opened up for me, and then from that last, I went to four, and then rolled the rest of the track and, you know, make it to the main, make it to the main. So. That was, uh, you know, it's so funny, me and you, and we've talked about it, you know, I, I won 10 years before that, and I think we had the same kind of path, you know, like not American, you know, having that little advantage, not being at home, well, I guess I was at home, but being there already, 
knowing the gate's going to be hard for the Americans. And even, I didn't even know that, the semi, I was the same thing. I was in that semi when I told you earlier that Romero and Nelson, them guys crashed. If they under crashed, I might not have made it. So I kind of did the same thing. I tiptoed in with four guys left on the track and then, yeah, same kind of, same kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. tell us about that, you know, that, <coughs> excuse me, that leading into the main and that hour before the main 30 minutes, how was you thinking and what was going through your mind and was you like, this is my chance or? I remember Warman, you know, talking to Warman after the semi, he was stoked, obviously, you know, um, that I made the main and I was talking to him and he's like, okay, that's it. You already, you already used that one bad lap that you had. That's it. You know what I mean? And I remember that thinking mm-hmm. the whole time, okay, he's right. I already, I already messed it up the semi, which, you know, it wasn't costly because I ended up making the main anyway. But, uh, I was thinking, on the back of the gate, I was like, this is it, you know, all that I wanted to do before um, just gave me the chance to be in the main and, and uh, try to try to win it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was pulling. I was pulling. I yeah, was yeah, really, yeah. You know, I was feeling really, really good. And then, But I remember Randy was on the inside. And me and Randy, we raced all day. We raced all the way from Motos, obviously, until the main event. Um, so I knew that Randy was on the inside and he was going fast. And, you know, obviously, he made the main and he was going to, step it up a little bit too, right? So he wasn't going to screw it up. So all that I was telling myself is just get a really good day like you've been doing and you'll be fine. And, and basically that's what I did. Um, just got a really good day, but from the outside. And I think if you look at the videos, I was a little bit in front, you know, but obviously from the outside. So going into the first corner, to be honest with you, I was really stoked to be where I was in second, you know, um, on, on the main event. So I just basically was trying to, catch Randy but just you know just try to catch him he was going fast and then I can hear the uh Redman was um was the announcer mm-hmm. and and I hear him saying that Mikey wasn't there and I can feel that he was there so I was like just you know panicking that he was gonna get me you know Mikey was, was gonna get me so he pushed me he basically pushed me and pushed me and pushed me until you know I I got into the last corner and I did really good outside, and then Randy was kind of like inside with not so much speed coming out, and, and I went by him. So it was it was kind of surreal, you know. Yeah, and how did it feel? Uh, there's some great footage. You're gonna have to try and dig it up and put it with this. I think you guys are all uh, dancing, and 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 you know, I think uh, um, yeah, just all the guys from Argentina and stuff are all crowded around you. How did how did that all feel? And the whole um, you know, say the surreal moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, still. I, like you were talking about Argentina, I still can't get. I, w- I was actually thinking last week that I wanted to get some footage from that, and, and I don't have anything. The only well, the only thing I have is the main, but I will. I wish I have some stuff from the podium because it was crazy. You know, they, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people from Argentina were there because it was uh, uh, Brazil. So a lot of people just you know uh, from Argentina went to the World Championship. So I had a lot of support, and it was crazy. Just people throwing Red Bulls, you know, and. I remember Ramiro, you know, picked me up on his shoulder. And, yes, you know, he's on the video. Me. Yes. Yeah, with uh, I was with a funny hat, you know, from Argentina. Yes. Everybody thought it was something typical from Argentina, but not really. It was just a hat, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a lot of emotions. It it just it just was crazy, you know. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah I don't have any footage from the from the podium. I remember talking to Mikey, Mikey Day. And he did say that he was filming the whole time, so he might have some some stuff. He was saying, you know, this was like last year, I think he said that he was going to 
try to find something for me. But uh, but yeah, I don't have any. It'll of that show anything. eventually. Like I say, stuff still trickles out. Like I always, you know, always scanning stuff for old stuff, you know, races or um, you know, once in a while stuff stuff shows up, you know. So um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, that comes out, you know, or you get to see it from a different angle, you know. So yeah, if you watch yeah, the no, videos, no. you see a lot of parents and stuff with video cameras and stuff, you know. So. Um, eventually I'm sure you'll get hold of that, you know? Well, I see pictures, you know, I see pictures and I see my face and I can see, then I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? This right. is, not, is this really happening? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can see how I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's surreal. It was a surreal moment for sure, you know? So, so how was that after that? And you went back to California. How was the sponsorship? Um, yeah, and, and the next few races, rest of the season, was you just kind of cruising then and just kind of like job done? Uh, I think, I can't remember what was the next race that I did, but uh, I think, yeah, I think that's basically what I did, yeah, just kind of chill after that, um, and then, you know, obviously, Wyman stepped it up with sponsorship, and um, and I got a few, you know, little co-sponsors here and there, which um, back then I thought was, it wasn't, you know, a big change, you know what I mean, for what it was, and everybody would tell me, it's like, well, if you would have won this in the 90s, you will be making this much money, you know, and it wasn't even close to what I was making, so uh, I was a little, to be honest with you, I was a little bum mm-hmm. in the sense of, uh, okay, well, this didn't do much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it did, it for sure did better, you know what I mean, but I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was doing what everybody was saying that in the 90s will have done, you know what I mean? But if you now look what a, what that gave me compared to today, yeah, I think yeah. I'll be pretty tough, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So it's everything, I guess, in perspective. But, uh, but yeah, so I have, uh, I got, you know, more co-sponsors and stay with SC all the way until the end, uh, of, you know, until I raised BMX, but um, I never, never got any offers from anybody else. Uh, um, you know, bicycle-wise, so uh, I did get, like I said, a lot of co-sponsors, but yeah, I mean, it got better. I think that during that period, everyone was kind of locked, you know, there's a lot of pros, a lot of rides then, but I think everyone was kind of, nobody was really retiring at that time, I don't think, you know, so, um, yeah, I just think it was just a weird year for you, where you could, yeah, say it could have been a couple of years before or even after, you know, with the Olympic high. Yeah, could I think I explored a little bit, I think I sent some emails, uh, you know, I think I, I think I emailed Tony D, you know what I mean? Uh, he wasn't hard by, by then. Um, he wasn't interested. Um, so I was like, and then Wyman, you know, take care of me, you know. Honestly. Yeah, he was loyal. He was very loyal to him as well, you know. So Right, right, right. So, yeah, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm good with this. So, we, we, you know, I stayed with them. Mm-hmm. It worked out perfect. All right. Well, Khan says, let's, uh, one of his questions here says, let's move into the Olympic talk 08. The selection, um, and this is, I'm going to word it what Khan says. Did you feel cheated with the Olympic selection for 2008? So maybe talk us a little about, you know, that and uh, national team and everything and all what went down. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, it was, it was definitely, if I feel cheated, yeah, probably a little bit. You know, obviously there's different ways to look at it. If you ask me, yeah, of course I feel cheated. Um, it was the first cycle, you know, the Olympic cycle, so everybody was kind of experimenting how to do the process and all that. So that probably had part, um, part of it. Um, so, I mean, 
I, I probably, you know, I, I can blame myself too because I would have, I should, you know, make a bigger statement and try to win everything instead of be, you know, in the mix um, like we were, you know, like we, we, we didn't have a good year that year. Christian didn't have a great year, you know, he, he I think he bought him a Supercross one or something like that, but between me and Ramiro, we didn't have a good year and, and uh, you know, I can... It, it came down to that, you know, and he was younger, um, you know, his dad was helping a lot, you know, to, you know, we found the team and not with his money, but just to get the money from the government and, you know, Flavio had a really close relationship with him, so it was a, it was a tough one to swallow, probably if I look back, that's, that's the one thing that still bothered me, you know, I mean, that I didn't get to go, but, you know, I move on and. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, I definitely don't feel like it was fair, you know. And when was absurd, it probably been. Too, you know, I remember because Kalen was, um, Kalen was living by me at the time, and obviously he didn't go either. Um, and I can remember we kind. I remember he was like was talking when the Olympics was going on, and he was like, "Man, it's really weird, you know, the Olympics, and I'm not there." And um, so you probably had that same kind of feeling, right, when it was all going down. Yeah, yeah, because you, you know, in your head, obviously, you, you know, you. You done better, um, but uh, but it wasn't clear cut. Like right now, I mean, and I'm out of the loop. I don't know, but I'm guessing that if you want to make the team, you know what you gotta do, right? You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta do this and you gotta do that, and then if you don't do it, you're done. You know, just like a regular job. If you don't if you don't achieve those things, you can't do it. Now back then, it was basically Flavio, which he was the the, the coach. He he will pick. You know, it wasn't a criteria. He will just pick. Whoever he wants to go, you know, if there were three spots, he would just pick three people. If he were two, he would pick just people. And I think he banked on uh, Argentina having three spots, you know, so he wouldn't have to pick because Ramiro, Christian, and I were the quickest one, right? But and then it came down to when the, the cycle was over, we only got two. So then he found himself in a situation that he didn't want to be in. But the reality is that, you know, he didn't put criteria where, you know, we have to follow him, so he just picked, you know, okay, I decided you don't go, you get to go. Yeah, and no, I understand. Like I say, it was that first Olympics, it was, uh, I'm sure, there were a lot of countries that, a lot of, a lot of drama within a lot of these qualifying, like I say, now, they, like you said, they kind of know exactly, it's all mapped out, and um, right. there's, there's you're going no... in and you know what you got to do, okay, you got to get top three, you know, in one World Cup, or you have to, you know, if whoever has more UCI points, that's the first pick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back then, or at least on, on the Argentinian team, it wasn't like that. Like I said, he will, he was uh, going to pick by choice, you know, whoever he thinks is better on that time. Yeah. So that could, you know, that could, like, it, that could leave a lot of questions on, you know? Yeah, I understand. So after 08, did you kind of slowly start winding it down and you started working a little bit around then and kind of easing into the Vet Pro, right, the next couple no, of years? No, that was uh, that was 2008. So actually, matter of fact, after, you know, obviously me, he and I got a good... That was another thing, funny, funny thing. He never called me straight right away to tell me that I wasn't making the team. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I finally called him. And then he's like, yeah, no, you're not making the team. You're not going, you know, you are um, alternate. And I'll check what what's it called? Like, yeah, alternate. Yeah, yeah. Alternate. Yeah, you're an alternate. And uh, so anyway, after that, obviously I went through some. I don't know. I was pissed and all this shit, but I got over it. And then I started to race the rest of the 
NBL seeding, and I was going pretty fast. I remember like going to um, Nashville, and uh, and this is right before the Olympics. I think I think I won everything, and then on the main, Christian won, and I got second or third. Uh, but I was going really quick, kind of like once that was done, I started to do better again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, after that, that pressure was out of my shoulder, I started to go quick again on the on the national scene over here. So that was 2008. 2009 was the last year of, they were going to do the, um, yeah, 2009, that was the last year. 2009 was the last world championship that they were going to do with a regular starting hill. Okay, so that's Australia, right? That's Australia, yeah. And I was doing, I make it all the way to the semi. Okay. Um, I was doing really good, and um, and then after that, when they went super close for World Championship, I decided not to do it anymore. But I still race over here in the state. And 2009 was a good year for me. Uh-huh. I remember Christian and Randy were going out for the title, and then that was for first and second. And then and this is NBL. And then Richardson, Jason Richardson, Polkam, and myself were battling for that third spot. You know, it was like we were really close at the NBL for. Uh, third, fourth, and fifth, and I ended up fifth. I think Jason got third, and Mike got fourth. So I had a good year that one in 2009, and then 2010. That's when I started like thinking that, um, and I was doing all full time. I wasn't working yet. 2010, I, I think that's when I realized that I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and at the end of 2010, that's when I started work. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your work and uh, easing into the regular life, I guess you could say, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, even though I was, I knew that I wasn't wanting to do elite anymore and I was over it, um, it was kind of hard because, you, you know, you, you're an elite and back then you, you were getting, I was getting checks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether we're big or small, I was getting my bills paid and all that. So um, I think I came back from... Uh, from the NBA grounds and just knowing that I wasn't going to be racing anymore, got on, I can't remember what month it was, but it might have been October or something like that, I got on Craigslist, you know, and uh, just looking for something to do, because I knew that I wasn't going to race elite next year, the year after, um, but I wanted to do something, so I got on Craigslist and uh, I was looking for jobs, just odd jobs, you know, looking for jobs, looking for jobs, and I came, came across this ad of... Uh, this company hiring people to build bikes uh, at Walmart for the Christmas season. And I was like, well, I can probably do that, you know? So I just um, I just went in and did the interview, and um, and obviously I knew how to build a bike, and I got hired on the spot. And then when I asked the guy how much you pay for the bike, and this might sound little, but they say like five bucks a bike. And in my head, you know, I, can, I was like, well, I can probably build five, six bikes an hour, that's, you know, between 25, 30 bucks an hour, this, this might be okay for now. And uh, that's basically the first job I got after uh, after BMX, oh, well. uh, building, building bikes. And then that obviously led to my current job, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's, before we talk a bit about your current job, let's maybe talk about your vet pro, uh, years racing vet pros, maybe talk about, yeah, uh, was you vet pro like five years or something? Four, five years. Yeah, but th- that goes hand to hand because uh, that was uh, 2010, so I got that job, and then 2011, and that's when I started Big Pro. Okay. And so I, yeah, so I was uh, yeah, that's 
I did Bear Pro, and funny, it started to make money again. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, because, yeah. Because now I have this, because I thought it was going to be done, right? So I was like, okay, I'm done with the lead, I'm done. I knew that I was going to race Bear Pro, but I didn't know what stand, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of, that break from Elite from 2010 until I got back in Bear Pro in 2011 kind of did me good because I didn't write much. Um, but and then, you know, I sent an email to Maxis, which it was one of the sponsors, and then one, even Wildman, Wildman was like, well, you know, why, why don't you just keep going, you know, I give you this check and then you use it to go to race, and I was like, okay, well, let me, let me, let's do that, and then Maxis, I sent an email to them, you know, at the end of 2010, just letting them know, you know, thank you for everything, but I'm not going to be racing elite anymore. And I was like, I might do Bet Pro. If you do Bet Pro, can you honor it, the the bonus? You know. And then they came back and they're like, Yeah, no problem. I, like, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, So I was more interested in Bet Pro now. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, like, oh, Bet Pro sounds really good. It sounds really good now, you know. So anyway, um, so yeah, I started racing Bet Pro in uh, 2011, and you know, Matt was the fast one because he he. Didn't he quit? I mean, he stopped elite just as you know I stopped in 2010, mm-hmm. and he got on. I think he stopped even a little sooner than me in elite because he raced Bet Pro a month or two before me. I think he just went to Reno, uh, so he probably didn't make money for a long time or he didn't race ABA in 2010. And I remember I made money in 2010, so I have to wait a little longer than him. So that's why I couldn't race in uh, uh, Reno that year mm-hmm. in Bet Pro. So, anyway, so I was racing Bepro, and I was like, you know, when I started racing Bepro, I was like, getting seconds and first, and walking away with, you know, between 1,000 to 900 bucks on the weekend, you know, I was like, okay, well, this is, I mean, I guess I can keep going a little longer on the, you know, BMX thing, <laughs> so, making some money, and, you know, so I will, I will have this gig building bikes for this company that was making good money, so what I do, I just, you know, go in the morning, do my job, and then when I come back from from work, building bikes, I will, you know, do one training a day, whether it was sprints or going to the gym or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's basically how I spent those years, 2011, 2012, 13, until I opened my business, and that was 2000, and, well, I opened in 2011, but it didn't take off until 2013. Mm-hmm. So my my April, you know, was 2011, 12, 13, 14, 14 was the last one that I really put effort in it because then, you know, the business, it, it, it needed my attention and I couldn't really race anymore, mm-hmm. you know. So, what, what was some of, you know, you, what, tell us about uh, your titles then. So obviously you battled, I think, you know, 11 would have been probably Denmark with pole camp, right? You guys battled there, right? Yeah, that was 2011. Yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun world championship. Um, me and Matt, you know, we we were the quickest. Well, actually, actually, um, Doris was quick too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really quick, and I remember watching videos of him riding that track because I rode that track in 2011 for the for this Olympic cycle. You know, right. um, so I knew the track, but they changed they changed the jump into the first corner. They put a triple now. Before it was like a step up, step down. It was easier. And anyway, it was a triple, and everybody leading into that race was talking about how big the triple was and how much different it was if you jump it versus not jumping it. And then you know, um, 
we I saw a video of uh, Doris jumping it, you know? So I was like, fuck, I gotta jump it. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty looking big. But anyway, in the race, you know, nobody was jumping it. Everybody was like, you know, two one or one two type of thing and everything was fine and then uh, going into the main I was in, in the inside and Mark was on the outside and then I got the whole shot all the way to the triple and I didn't jump and Mark you know Mark went skyrocket you know he just went high and then jump it and then he passed me oh. and yeah so so he won that world championship and I was so mad about that one you know because I had it and right I just didn't know that he was gonna jump and nobody was jumping and doing the race and he just went for it he he you know he won that was that was awesome so um, so yeah that kind of that kind of pushed me carry that you know all that you know I was pissed no pissed but I was you know what I mean I was like fuck I I could have won and I didn't mm-hmm. but that kind of carried into the year after in 2012 when we went to England and I won that one mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah that was that was that was, that was fun. How was the the vet? Uh, that so that was a tight indoor track, wasn't it, in Birmingham? How was uh, all that? Look like felt pretty good still to win vet, right? Yeah, that that felt good, you know, because especially because of that. Because I remember thinking all the way from 2011, where I lost that, you know, because I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, this is not my career, it's nothing. So I just want to win one, you know, just get one out of the way, and then that's it. You know, I don't need to win, you know, seven world master titles you know nobody cares right he right. just won one so i was pissed because of that so the whole 2011 2012 i was thinking about that world championship that i wanted to win i wanted to win so yeah and i was that weekend 2012 i was pulling the whole weekend and um i think i was in lane one in the main and just yeah i got a really good game and uh, and it just felt like i was so stoked when i won that world championship that i think i I wouldn't say I enjoy it more than the elite ones, but I did enjoy it a lot. I was really happy about it, and I was just enjoying. I think I was more more present in the moment about enjoying that moment, and then the podium, you know, and then the national anthem and all that, than than the elite one. Like I said, the elite one feels surreal, and I don't have a lot of. It's weird, but I don't have a lot of. I do have a lot of memories, but I remember everything about the 2012, 2012 even though it was a masters. You know, yeah, no, I remember all the. I remember everything. Yeah, still a, a, a big deal to win, you know. And then obviously, yeah. you won, how many ABA titles did you win in, in that? Everyone, only one, 2014. Okay, 14. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe talk a little bit. You battled with Paul Camp, and Christian came in. You guys had a fierce battle for a couple of years, both at Worlds and um, uh, you know USA BMX. I think it was still called by then. So maybe talk a little bit about. Yeah, I guess your your whole rivalry with Christian all the way through, really. And you guys trained together a lot as well right over the years yeah we did we did we did train a lot on elite but and then in Bepro it got kind of weird for a minute you know mm-hmm. I think well I, I jumped into Bepro before him because he was riding for you I mean yeah. as, a, as a elite doing the uh, the clinics and all that mm-hmm. so he stayed a year longer than me in elite and then he me and Matt you know we moved on to Bepro and then we, we had a great battles that 2011 you know having fun and all that and then Christian came in 2012, and I was so mad at him. You know, he. Right. <laughs> this is funny now, right? We can talk about it long yeah. But I caught blocking him so bad because he wanted to jump into Reno, and he made money. So I went and talked to Jen. I was like, Jen, you can't do that. You, know, right. you, can't, you can't have somebody, you know, jumping straight. Because I was angry, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I messed. I got involved when I shouldn't have as well, you know? I know that kind of. 
Yeah, now we can talk about it and laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. back then, uh, you and I even got in Orlando. Remember when we got into an argument, heat up, because I went into um, Christian into the second corner and we crashed. And then you came and it's like, that's dirty. <laughs> oh, you know, I do remember now. Yeah. You know, biggest mistake to never get involved in anybody else's shit, you know, but somehow I, I put myself in that whole mix between you two. And like I say, it was, you guys were really good friends as well, like life, lifetime friends. So I should have ne- never really got involved, you know, I think that was my, yeah. my mistake, nah, but you know. Looking back, you know, looking back at all that in, in those years, you know, we, like I said, we got a little distance because I don't even know. I think he got mad, obviously, because I was, you know, telling whoever, Jen, you know, don't, you know, he make money, don't. But I didn't need to do that. They knew, you know what I mean? So yeah. I didn't need to be doing that, you know. And, and then he probably got mad because I was doing that. And I got mad because he was trying. You know, it was stupid. You know, yeah, it's just confusing. Yeah, no. I think for me, because I was his team manager, and I was trying to get Christian to turn a year before he did. But I think he still wanted to try and, you know, as I eyeing up that next Olympics. I was like, Christian, let's just do clinics and let's, you know, do what you and, and Paul Camp was doing. But he did, he did, um, I think he held off another year and then I, I think he still wanted to do double A again and I was the one that was like, dude, you got to do vet, you can, we can keep you on free agent and I was, you know, we'll do these clinics and we'll kind of keep you in the game that way, you know, so I was eager to, to get him into vet so I could justify to free agent as well, like they were still paying him good, you know, as you know. Right, um, right, right, right. So I think that's why I kind of, you know, where again, I shouldn't have, that's where I was kind of pushing a little bit to, to, to have him in there and getting involved and, and all that stuff as well. But yeah, all stuff we can look back and probably laugh at now, but yeah. Uh, it, was, it's, it's, it was, it's yeah. a good story now, it created a really good, you know, rivalry and I think people enjoy it, you know. It did. I remember some of those grands, you know, grands on, on the Saturday night, everybody goes and hangs out, you know, for those two hours down by the track. And I remember it was, I wasn't even racing and I felt like heated, you know, like it was just all walking by you or you walking by, you know, like I, <laughs> I felt like, I, and I'm like, man, I wasn't even, it, it was more serious when I was racing vet, I think, you know, like I, yeah. I, I put myself in that middle of you two. Or being involved, and yeah, I, I think I may, I, you know, shouldn't have done that either. But you guys definitely had a, a fierce, grand rivalry. You know, in every single main, every every two or three years, you guys battled for that title, right? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun all the way. The 2001, the first year that he came in, you know, after I think I pissed him off one one time. We were going to the track. I think we were coming back to the track, and he was trying to go to England. You were trying to <laughs> fuck. It's so funny. Now that, you know everything comes to mind. I remember talking to you. Uh, some I think it was a land or somewhere and and then you and I were talking and Christian I think he was waiting still to be allowed to race mm-hmm. and I don't know how you asked me hey you're going to the world championships and I was like yeah well Chris you say like Christian is going too and I told him like, no he's not going right <laughs> <laughs> and I was like no he's not going and you're like why well because he made UCI points you know and then right. comes into the next season this and that and he's like Oh, I'm from England. I do whatever I want. And that... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude. That, that made me so angry. You know what I mean? And then, I don't know, probably two weeks later, we were going to the track in the same car with Christian. <clears throat> and he argued the same thing, right? He's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to the world championship. And I was like, Christian, you make a point elite. You know, you can't go. Right. That, this is a rule. And he's like, no, I didn't make a point. Right. Where? Where? I was like, well, you make the same money. That's the point. You you got four or fifth. And this is, this is so funny now, you know, but mm-hmm. it's funny. And uh, and he's like, no, I didn't. 
So I just I was in the back seat, you know, a friend of ours was driving and he was in the on the passenger seat. So I was like, Oh no, you didn't, okay. Well just I went online and I looked at the points and I was like, Look Christian, you can go, here's you, you know, you got a point and I showed him the phone and he just didn't say anything. I think I pissed him off. <laughs> and after that we didn't talk for a long time. I think it was funny, man. Yeah. Oh man. Like I say, I felt like it was it was more heated than double A days, you know, and, and yeah, 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 it was, was it was intense. I remember I was trying to keep him around and wanted to, you know, I I knew obviously if he was racing vet, he's going to, you know, ride up there every, you know, every every single weekend, and that was going to help justify him still being with us, you know. But like I say, right. you guys had your relationship as well, and you guys were very equally matched, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but it was it was great, we, and then we like you say, and the. You know, the the regular nationals, we were cutting him. You know, we were cutting each other off like right off the bat. You know, just cutting yeah. each other off. You know, one <laughs> one race, and, and you know, I mean, Christian, um, we drove up to, and again, this is during that whole heated couple of years. Yeah, we drove up to uh, Salt Lake for the national, and uh, and anyway, you passed him one of the days, and I was standing there in the middle of the track. You passed him going into the last corner, I think. Um, and won one of the days. It was a Sunday because on the drive home, I'm like, "Hey, man, I think you took the last turn." Like, oh, well, I was just, <laughs> we're just talking, and I, I told him we told the, took the last turn wrong. I think he went in the middle, and you kind of railed it, and maybe passed him or something. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he didn't talk to me for like <laughs> two or three hours. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> seven hour drive. I was just trying to explain what what I thought he did wrong, and yeah, yeah. just it was just all part of the heat that you two guys had at the time. I think you know, you guys yeah. really wanted to yeah beat each other. I think you know. But it was fun, man. It was it was fun. I think I think the Bay Pro those four four years they were like they were so fun, you know. Because knowing mm-hmm. that you're going into the weekend to get first and second, that's a good feeling. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah, no, I would say, and I had the, the same the couple of years, you know, you do it as well. You think, oh, this is cool, this is fun. But then this one guy, I had Ken Fallon, I know me and you have laughed about this before, like, that's right. serious enough where, man, I don't want this guy to beat me, so i got to train really hard to beat him. And, like, you and Christian were the same thing. Like, if if the other one wasn't there, you would have barely had to train to to, to, to have fun weekends, you know. But right, 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 it was yeah, enough yeah, where yeah. you had to kind of keep on it, you know, having that one guy that was equally as as fast as you you know so yeah well Mike Mike was going fast but you know he he wasn't I mean he got his weekend for sure but his first trade wasn't like before you know and Christians and I first trade and that's all you need in bet pro right you just need a bet first yeah, trade and, then and that's it and you and Christian never got bad starts even though I never thought I never saw you or Christian very rarely just so consistent good form good first straights all the way from the day I met you two guys till till you know I'm sure if we did Gates tomorrow you guys are both the same you know like you guys <laughs> always consistent you know so that's why you're so equally matched I think I think I'll say in those three mains a lot of those grands it's like it was all down to who had the inside on you two you know was, oh, the grants, that's funny you say that, because <clears throat> I figured out how to be on the inside two times out of three, you know what I mean, at the grants, uh-huh. and and I don't know if he knew, I think we talked about it with him, but I don't think he knew, because he obviously wanted to, if I was in the model, he wanted to beat me, obviously I wanted to do the same, but I figured out at the grants, that if you pick second, right, let's say that I got three points, <laughs> this is funny, right, <laughs> So if you are the first pick, you know, if you are, which normally on one man is good because you're going to go in the inside, but if you pick, uh, pick first and I pick second, I can be, I can figure out where I'm going to be on the, on, on, on the mains where I'm going to be two times inside of you. So I always will let 
for instance, if we race on the semi together, if we, if I can beat it, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't let him beat me, so I pick after him every time at the main, so I would be two times inside, you know, instead of uh, two times outside and one time inside, if it makes sense. It, it was a weird weird thing that I had in my head, but it worked, you know what I mean? I yeah, that's ta ta tactics, yeah, it's very strategic, yeah. but yeah. like I say, it's, uh, that was huge for you two. Like I say, you guys were so equally uh, equally matched. Um, right. Let's talk a little bit about your business, Javier. Maybe, as I say, has that kind of started to really ramp up and you focused on that and, you know, um, yeah, tell us all about it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, so after I got that job, you know, building bikes, basically I was like, well, this, you know, it just started like a part-time, just something to do to make money. But then, you know, when I was in it, um, I was like, well, this is something that I could easily, no, I mean, back then I was, say I was easily to do it's not that easy obviously running a business is not easy but you know I was like, this is something that I can be doing see myself doing it in the future so anyway I started a company with the money that I make from the world championships in Denmark in 2011 I opened a company with that money you know I make some money with the bonuses from Marxist and SE and whatnot so I opened the company and then in 2013 we uh we became um, vendors for Walmart, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, that that basically took most of my time. I I was racing, I raced 2013, and then 2014 I was really busy working, and then still racing and making money with but you know with Ben and racing with Christian and and all that. And then the funny part that was the the year that I won the the championship. But after that, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore because. For instance, you know, one weekend I remember um, it was the race in Rockford and then I was working on Long Beach on Friday and I had to go to work on Friday and then come home, change, go to LAX at night, you know, and then get there at, you know, Friday night and, and then race on, on Friday, but the, the flight got canceled. So basically I showed up on Saturday morning after a red-eye flight from LAX to Chicago I showed up at the race and I won that Saturday. Oh wow! Yeah, and but you know all these things I was saying is like, I can't be doing this anymore. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just too tired, and then the business take too much time because I wasn't, I didn't have employees. You know, in that time I was building myself a lot. I was still building bikes at the store, so I have to do everything. You know. <clears throat> so yeah, the point is that 2014 was the last year that I put effort into uh, racing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we started, uh, we started in 2013 and, you know, me and my business partner, Fernando and my ex-wife, she's an ex-wife, you know, but she's still working with me nowadays. So, um, we started the three of us, you know, and, um, we just grow this thing and, you know, we, we just, I think we, we do a good job now. Um, yeah, you really, really grown it and had a successful, uh, continued success, right? Oh, it wasn't until the coronavirus, but, you know. <laughs> so how's that? I know everyone's kind of upside down, and it's kind of, a, you know, every time we switch on the news, it's kind of a question mark, what's going on? What's the, what are you, you seeing anything in your little world, you know? the Well, yeah, the problem is, um, you know, it, my thing is a great area because uh, Walmart is saying the bicycles are essential, in which there might be some truth to that, you know, but because people have to get around, but... Um, but then at the same time, it would be barbecues and patio sets and, you know, and 
that's and, and and I could be working, you know, but the human side, it's the other one of my people to get sick. But online, and we don't know what you know, it's going on with all of this. So we just um, when when the state shut down all the non-essential business, we just decide not to not to keep working anymore, at least until you know all of this get a little clear or clarify or you know and see how it goes. But yeah, as of right now, I don't have anybody on the field because I'm you know if honestly. You can argue that this is a flu or whatever, but if it was me, I don't want to go and get, you know, in crowd places or, you know, and I, w- and I wouldn't do it. So I can't ask somebody to go and do it. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's the way we see it. So, yeah, we as, as of right now, we kind of, we're going to stand still and see how, see how it goes the next few days or weeks or whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, like I say, it's kind of a big question and it's like I say, it's, yeah, it's a weird situation for seems like everybody that we talk to, all our friends and the, the bicycle industry and, you know, just hopefully this thing clears up and we, everybody can get back to uh, somewhat normal. And um, um, before we wrap it up, Javier, I thought maybe, we, you know, we should touch on a little bit uh, Alejandro, right? I know a bit of sad news recently, but I know you and Christian, great friends from young kids. Uh, do you want to say anything, a little bit about that maybe? <clears throat> yeah, before, before you know, we, we were talking about Christian and then the, those years that we basically hate each other or was a strong rivalry. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, the, the last year was rough and then, uh, you know, him and I, we got really close and I think he was the one, um, you know, I, I, I stopped back pro and he kept going and I got into mountain biking a lot. So anyway, the point is that, you know, we're really good now and I, I love the guy, you know. he. Mm-hmm. It's just funny that, you know, it got to the point where we were racing because we're just competitive guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the last year, you know, we, we got close again and we're good now, by the way, you know, so that gets out of the way. Um, and then, yeah, with Alejandro, I mean, fuck, that was, uh, that, you know, it's it's crazy, it's crazy, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing what happened, but, you know, it's life and he just was having a good time and got in an accident and, you know, unfortunately he died, so... I don't know. It's it, it was it was it, and this is happened last year, which last year was a little tough for me. But uh, and and that was that was that was something that hit me, yeah, for sure. And for the ones that don't know, Alejandro was super nice guy. We we met him many years ago, you know, through you and Christian, uh, Argentina guy. lived in um, He lived in Miami, right? Yeah, he he was in Miami. He actually came over here too. He yeah, I remember him coming out a few times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got just, so many stories with him, but just yeah, a he was nice guy. Just we'd always, you know, hook up when we'd all get on Florida for a couple of weeks. Just good looking, just you know, guy. The women just threw themselves at him. I remember he took us all to the gym, and yeah. like just every single woman wanted to talk to him. And I know he did some modeling and stuff, but just a cool, cool dude. And then obviously to to um, to, to hear what happened last year was really sad, and like I say, really close for you guys. So. Yeah, he broke our heart for sure, you know, and he made us realize that, you know, you never know when it's going to end, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he lived life to the fullest, and, you know, he was doing something that he loved to do, but, yeah, he definitely left, um, you know, too soon, and, yeah, yeah he, he broke everybody's heart, yeah. and, yeah, he was one of those guys that he, if you met him, he will, uh, he, he left a mark, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. when people say that, but, I mean, this time you really mean it. You can't talk to anybody that have come with, in contact with him or have met him. And, you know, he he just was, he just left a mark, for sure. Yeah, and we all had our little name for him. The BMXs did at least, you know, we all called him the beautiful man, you know. Cause, beautiful man. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> why, right? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember back in uh, I think I don't know what year it was two thousand two, two thousand three. He just he just went to a club, and I want I won't say the club, but it was in Miami Beach. But uh, this chick came up to him and offered him a, a modeling gig. But then then he realized the modeling gig was plaguer, you know. So <laughs> he ended up being the center full of. Uh, Flager and you know the title was the beautiful man. Right, yeah, yeah. That's why we all, all called him that. So, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. I think Javier, you know, and there's some cons. You know, obviously, I know you're good friends, but he always speaks so highly of you. And one of the main reasons we left a few of it at his notes, just hard working. Some of the things we didn't say during this podcast when you was racing and living in Huntington Beach, you lived at. You worked at Target, you know, you was a pedicab down at the beach. I remember, you know, seeing there numerous times, you know, doing that. You did whatever it took to, to, to you know, to, to make it work, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was definitely one thing that I can tell you that um, when I came over here, I came to follow a dream, you know, that back then it was a dream, you know, like we used to talk to him, like we always talked to him about it was a dream over here, you know. I used to buy the BMX Plus and see mm-hmm. all you guys, you know, pictures, and that's what I want to do. I want to be a pro, and and uh, and I came over here to follow a dream, you know, basically. And it, I did, yeah, whatever it took, I did it. You know, I used to work in Target. This, you know, obviously I'm not gonna say that this was year, but it was a time when I used to work in Target from midnight until eight in the morning, you know, um, putting uh, things back on the shelf. Um, and then, uh, you know, um, getting off work at 8 in the morning, go to Walmart, getting breakfast right right away, then go and take a nap until 10 or something like that, get up, you know, do my training, and then go and take another nap, do more training, and then go to sleep. And then during the weekend, during that time too, I was doing pedicab on Huntington Beach, you know, uh, carrying people around, you know, going from Main Street to the hotels or whatever on the pier, so... I did a lot of things for BMX that if you think about it now, it's crazy that, you know, the passion that I have and that I really want to do it, you know, I don't, I don't even think that I will probably do it again, but yeah, I did a lot of things just for BMX and the love of it, you know? Absolutely, and then you, you know, you went into success again, you know, in your after BMX career and just, just hard work, and I know, like I say, Cons always just uses you for an example that... Uh, just just hard work and just dedication and I think um, yeah I think any of the younger kids or younger pro riders that could be struggling now you know it's a tough times now to be a pro for sponsorship and uh, just just generally being a pro I think uh, you're just a, a good example of you know just just getting it done and uh, putting your putting your head down and making it happen you know so appreciate um, yeah props for that anything else you want to say Javier before we uh, wrap this up <clears throat> no, you know, no. Honestly, I mean, I don't know if I ever did it, but you know, obviously, I'm not writing for them anymore. But thanks to Walman because he was part of, uh, you know, me achieving the dream, you know, giving me the opportunity to ride for so long for AC, you know. Um, so that definitely, you know, he's one of my best friends, you know, right now. So, um, like I said, I don't know if I ever told him. I think I did, but yeah, I appreciate that opportunity, you know, just to ride for AC for so long and. You know, just just basically achieving living the dream. You know, riding with you guys, it was it was huge. Riding on sheep hills and you know, just doing all that. That's, that's really good, man. So yeah, I yeah. think we all we all definitely got a good run, a good time at BMX, and I think all all of a lot of us, you know, speak spending a lot of time together during those years of 
Huntington Beach and Orange County. I think I think we're all all lucky to be part of it during that period, you know. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah good no, and that's it. Just stay safe, you know. And just see how uh, everything pans out after all of this craziness, time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody uh, wants to look you up, or you've got a website for your for your work stuff, and obviously Instagram, right? Yeah, well, my company is EliteAssemblers.com, um, and, and then if you want to look me, I mean, I'm an Instagram, I'm not really active on it, I'm on it all the time, but I'm not actively right. <laughs> You're a creeper? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a creeper, yeah, right. I'm a creeper. especially nowadays, man, I have so much time, you know, right. you know. so, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on Instagram, like I said, I don't do much on it, but, you know, I I, I put some, because I do go karting too, so I put some videos of go karting right now, here and there, but uh, not much. Yeah, right on. All right, Happy. I know there's still loads more stuff we can talk about. I'm sure maybe next time Carnes is here, we can all sit around the table and, and do another one of these things. It'd be great maybe to get us all in the room at the same time and do it maybe down at the Wildman's when all this clears up and, uh, yeah, continue to share. share. So, say, we've got so many great stories. I know you have. And, uh, yeah, that was good. It's good chatting, man. All right, man. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Javier. See ya. Later, bro. Yeah. Bye.